0: Today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. The much anticipated announcement was made early this morning and uh, Joe Biden is officially in. I believe history will look back on four years of this president and all he embraces as an aberrant moment in time. But if we give Donald Trump eight years in the White House, he will forever and fundamentally alter the character of this nation. That was uh, part of a video, which was the kickoff for the Biden presidential campaign. It probably to the surprise of nobody. I mean, it's been rumored, uh, well, ever since the last election, I suppose. But he has made it official. Uh, If he wins, uh, he would be the oldest uh, person ever to assume the presidency in the United States. Uh, But he, like every other politician, has some baggage. And so what are the chances? What's this going to do to the presidential race? Joining us is Henry Jasek, professor of political science at McGrath University here in Hamilton. Uh, Henry, thanks for the time. How are you doing today?
1: Oh, just great, Bill.
0: Good. You're not surprised by this, I assume.
1: Oh, no. Well, we've been waiting and waiting. Yeah, we knew it's coming. It's just a question of when it was going to come and how he was going to essentially roll it out and the message he was going to put out. And clearly a lot of thought has gone into his message today.
0: What's, uh, what, what is this guy all about? I mean, if you had to characterize uh, uh, Joe Biden, uh, uh, and, and, and maybe, you know, I guess what he has to have find at this point, Henry, is some separation between he and the other Democratic uh, hopefuls, I guess, at this stage.
1: Well, he, he looks like a guy, I mean, he's portraying himself as a guy who can stand up and defeat Trump, that he's Trump's worst, worst nightmare and that he he essentially can get rid of Trump, and he's going full bore against Trump. Which a lot of the other candidates, they're talking about their issues. A lot of them are saying we have to be positive about our issues and not spend all our time worrying about Trump. Biden's uh, the, uh, the approach is completely different. That the number one thing that the Democrats have to do is get rid of Trump, and that's that's number one on his agenda. And and how people respond to it in the Democratic primary is is going to determine whether he's the candidate or not.
0: What kind of a strategy is that? I mean, when if if you take it as uh, a given that the, you know the Democrats did well in the midterms, we know that, but they, the, it's, the consensus I think Henry is that look at they did it because they didn't even talk about Trump; they talked about health care, that seemed to be the driving force. Uh, Biden, is, is he going to be off message here, or is that going to resonate with the American people?
1: Well, he will have to, you know, in the campaign, if he's the nominee, we will have to talk about things like health care and things like that. And I'm sure he'll come up with an acceptable message. I mean, he's smart enough to know he'll have to come up with an accept, acceptable message on those issues. But the, the difference between, of course, with the the uh, uh, you know the elections that we just had, the congressional elections, of course, there was nobody going up against Trump. Mm-hmm. So it made a lot of sense for the uh, Democrats, Democratic candidates to play up local concerns, and that 's where they were very successful because the people a lot of people in the u s are worried about were worried about their health care and that was a very good issue and, and other local issues and that did you know and, and, and that brought out the Democrats and we have to remember in the United States. On, on average, there are more Democrats than there are Republicans, and the Democrats win when they basically can bring out the Democrats, <laughs> because there are more of them than Republicans. And they, they were able to do that uh, in, the, in, the, in the last election. But now the the presidential election is completely different, because now you've got really two choices. And so all you have to do to win the presidency, once you've got a major party nomination, is convince... A significant part of the population that you're better than the other person, the other person has basic flaws, so they shouldn't be president. Then, then you win. So it's actually it's easy to win one if you can make that strategy work. It's a very simple, easy strategy as long as you can make it work.
0: Uh this will be the third shot, I guess, at it for Biden, won't it? Right. Uh, he he wasn't even a factor the other two times he ran. Why is it going to be different for him this year? Do you think?
1: Well, simply because he has the image, he's putting forth the image, number one, he can defeat Trump. And also, when he's going to run his campaign, there's going to be like, uh, I think you can see virtually no references to his political career before he was vice president. You're going to hear so much about all the things that he did with uh, Barack Obama, as Barack Obama as, uh, vice president. And so you're going to hear him talk a lot about uh, you know, the uh, Obama-Biden uh, uh, presidency, uh, of 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 eight years and how the, how good that was and uh, so that's what he's going to have people focusing on uh, you know hit the latter part of his life and uh, and and if he, if he if he can do that so far he's done pretty good on that he I, I so that's that's his strategy so he's he's got a win he's got a strategy that looks pretty good on uh, you know by when we look at the evidence and what how people respond. Um, he, it looks pretty good. Is he going to be able to sustain it t- to next January? So we'll we'll have to see that. But th- that's that's the only question. But I you know basically has a pretty good plan.
0: But he does have baggage. I, I mean I guess anybody who's been in political life right. as long as he has is going to have some baggage. Uh, but he is he just trying to wipe that clear and pretend hey that forget about that that didn't you know it's, it's not that he's saying it didn't happen. He just seems to be indicating it's not relevant anymore.
1: Well, the thing is, he's not going to talk about any of that stuff. If it, 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 if, if it hurt, he could be hurt only if new, new stories come out. I mean, all the, the, the stories that have come out with him in the past, there was, they, they caused a few bumps, but they have now disappeared. Now I think the only, the only thing he has to worry about is new stuff coming out. And if there's no new stuff, new, new accusations against him, then I, think, uh, I don't think he's going to have to worry about that.
0: Yeah, there were the plagiarism uh, accusations, of course, that pretty much uh, deep-sixed his campaign at one time. The other one, though, that seems to be hanging around, and I'm not not sure if it's resonating or not, Henry, is uh, the fact that uh, he's—well, we've heard accusations, but uh, there seems to be a consensus that that Biden's a little too touchy-feely with uh, some of the female staff members.
1: Okay, then what you're going to watch him when he's doing his campaign, he's beginning—he's in a very active campaign schedule now. I'm going to watch— him at those and how does does he does he touch any of the women my bet is he doesn't touch any of the women when he goes on on the stage or anywhere that he knows he can't do that it, it's a very natural thing like he came out of working-class culture in, in scranton now i'm originally from the u.s. i'm about the you know i know his age Pe- people were a lot more touchy-feely in those days uh, when you're in that ethnic group, especially the Eastern European ethnic groups who are in Scranton, the Poles, you know, I'm Polish background, Polish, you know, the Poles, the Eastern Europeans, I mean, you, you, you just kissed everybody. You you know, when you were a guy, I mean, I used to kiss my friends' mothers. I mean, this was viewed as normal, and, and that's the culture he came out of. Now, that's a very old-fashioned um, culture, uh, you know, that, that has its roots in Eastern Europe, and, and Scranton is a very much of an Eastern Europe sort of, American place, and so he's essentially, you know, that 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 that's you know the past. That's the uh, you know you get a seed of it if you want to get a good feel of it. The movie, The Deer Hunter, many years ago, mm-hmm. captured all of that uh, uh, that Pennsylvania culture, and and so now he so he he's not going to do you know. So we we're probably moved on from that, and he knows that you know that that culture is not something that plays today. Um, I don't know, it still may play in small-town Pennsylvania, who knows, but it's, uh, it's, he's not going to do it on any of the stages. So we have to watch how he, he behaves himself around women, and I bet he doesn't touch any of them.
0: Well, and I understand, because I've already seen the debate uh, You know, on some of the U.S. networks and on some of the, the political shows on Sunday morning, uh, and, and I guess the message the Democrats are sending, if in fact Biden's going to be their nominee, is uh, if Republicans want to start talking about sexual impropriety, right. uh, bring it on. <laughs> because obviously the guy in the White House is, is the king of the hill when it comes to that. But but that's element. Now, as a, as a politician and as a longtime senator, of course, uh, he was known as one of those senators that would reach across the aisle, be a mm. consensus bill to try to, you know, build coalitions between Republicans and Democrats. In this age of polarized politics, where there's nobody reaching across the aisle much anymore, is is that even a, a valuable trait now, or is that something he can actually put out there and say, I can do better than this?
1: Well, that skill is very good, given the fact you've got tw- now 20 candidates for the Democratic primary. Now, only only one of those 20 people is going to win. And actually, there's somebody else is going to announce, too. So so we will probably get up to twenty one so as though as people realize they're not going to make it for him to go to them and say some soothing words for them you, you respected them for running you did your job maybe you're a li- you're a little too early it's never you know you then next time you'd probably do much better and bring them aboard person who has that ability to make people feel good when they're you know, when when they have to compromise and accept reality i think that's a very good skill for him to have and uh uh i think and i uh, i and that essentially if he can pull the democratic party together the various parts of the democratic party together Using that skill, he right now he doesn't have to reach out to the Republicans. As I said, the Democrats are the majority, are, are more important than the, uh, than the Republicans in terms of numbers. And also, we also know that a major um, a, a plurality, maybe not yet, uh, yet a majority, of people who are independents don't want Trump to be reelected. So if he, if, he, if, he, if he can keep that, and in fact, if he can get the independents now up to a majority for him, plus a majority of the Democrats, well, I mean, he's going to have a big blowout.
0: The uh, the other factor here, of course, is as you mentioned, getting out the vote. Uh, he's a blue collar guy. You mentioned he's from Pennsylvania, uh, which is going to be a swing state, as it was in the last oh, election. Absolutely. I mean, I think yeah. the biggest shock I think of election night uh, uh, three right. and a half years ago, Henry, was the fact that places like Ohio and, and Pennsylvania and right. Michigan uh, went to Trump. Uh, uh, there were everybody I think was anticipating that those were going to be Democratic states, and they weren't. Yeah. Can a blue collar guy like Biden recapture those those states?
1: Well, I think that's what he's going to do, and I think he, you know those are those. His characteristics and mannerisms and the way he talks, he he sounds like he's authentic to those people. And I think, well, I, I essentially for the Democrats to win, if they win, what I call the Great Lake states. There are eight Great Lake states. Uh, you know, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana. Those are those are key. Those five states voted for Trump. If he can pull uh, uh, most of those states over to him, and it's not going to be that hard, I think that that's his key to victory. The Democrats win when they win the great league states. That's, that's been true you know, for a long, long time.
0: But they stayed home. I mean, there was a polarization. A lot of Democrats yeah. didn't want Hillary Clinton to be the nominee, and they just didn't vote in that last election.
1: They didn't vote, or they voted for Trump. And one of the most surprising things was is that, uh, uh, is that well, you looked at women. You'd, you would have thought, okay, Hillary Clinton was a woman. She ran the last time. We looked at, okay, 54% of the women voted for her. But if you said, what about white women alone? 52% of the white women voted for, for Trump. And you say, well, how is that possible? but because essentially uh, many of those women uh ha- thought that Hillary Clinton well, was morally flawed in a way that they they could not accept whether that was right correct or not now in this particular case a lot of those women now now see Trump spending more time on Trump comparing him to Biden Trump looks like he's the morally flawed guy and you I think you're going to hear a lot about in the general campaign about the morals of Donald Trump that he, he's going to be he's going to be portrayed and there's so much No evidence on this as a guy who is just morally should not be president of the United States.
0: I I guess the big thing that they always talk about with Biden, though, Henry, is is his age. He's he's 76 years of age, uh, would be 77, of course, and the oldest person ever to assume the presidency if he were to get the nomination and eventually win this thing. And that's a long road, but but that's that's the hypothetical. Uh, Bernie Sanders is not that young either. They they seem to be the two front runners at this stage. Uh, Trump himself is, I think, 72. Uh, is is age going to be a factor in this election?
1: Well, not against somebody like Trump, who's actually going to be turning seventy three very shortly. So there's only about three three and a half years difference there. Uh, there. The for the primary, it is very important this year the dynamic between between um, Biden and Bernie Sanders. And Bernie Sanders is about a year older than than uh, than Biden. Uh, but I think uh, essentially one of the early things that I think Biden people are going are to try to do is knock Sanders out of the race. And so we'll have to see what happens to the, to the Sanders campaign when, now that Biden is in. Uh, Biden is leading him when he wasn't a candidate, now he is a candidate, and and he's going to be canvassing very vigorously again through those Great Lakes states, into Iowa, which is close to it but not, and some other states, and if he starts going up, then I, I expect the money that would flow into Sanders will dry up, and in a primary, when your money stops or dries up or goes down, Uh, you're out of the race. And so Sanders is in a critical position right now. He has to be able to maintain his his organization and the money coming in uh, now that Biden is in the race. And, you know, if four or five months from now it doesn't look like he's doing it, then I don't think, I think Bernie, Bernie's going to be viewed as an also, also ran by January.
0: One of the other criticisms they say of, of Biden, though, Henry, is that he he has difficulty raising funds. He, he was a longtime senator, but it, he was a shoe in every election, so I guess he, he was never really hard-pressed for cash when it came to that sort of thing. Uh, boy, when you're going for the big job, though, you've got to raise a lot of money.
1: Well, I think what's going to happen is that the people who raised money for for the Clintons and and particularly for the Obamas for Obama are going to raise the money for Biden. He's the, although you know not, they're not endorsing him Biden yet but it, I think it's very it, I'm absolutely convinced that the, the that Obama and the Clintons do want uh Biden they're and then they're their people are going to be out there raising money for Biden. So Biden's going to be really riding on the shoulders of two former presidents.
0: Uh what about Obama? What kind of a role is he going to play in this?
1: He, I think he is, he, he is uh, going to say nice things about all the candidates running and probably say it's nice that Biden is in. I don't think he's going to endorse anybody until it looks as if, you know, until sometime next year when the primaries are going and if he, if, if he comes to a point where he thinks – Okay, the primary race needs to stop. They need to push Biden over the, oh, over the, you know, over the, over the, through the uh, uh, winning tape. Then, then, I can see Obama coming out. But I don't see Obama coming out and saying, uh, you know, that uh, Biden is my man until until that point. But below the surface, though, the Obama people I think are going to be working for uh, for Biden and uh, both raising money and also among the constituencies where Obama did very well.
0: This is really turning into an interesting uh, political dynamic down in the states. Uh, Obviously, we've got all these people running for the Democratic nomination. uh, But even on the other side, an incumbent president who's obviously going to be running for re-election, but he's going to be challenged for the nomination. At least one guy's already there. I get the former governor of of Massachusetts, I guess, uh, who's been out of politics for some time, but he's going to run. But there's now rumors, Henry, I'm hearing that a couple of other people may actually challenge Trump for the Republican nomination as well.
1: Yeah, some of them may throw their hat in. And it depends, you know, if, things, if the numbers for Trump start, start going down. And, and remember, there's a lot of things that are going on in terms of these investigations and hearings that we're going to have in the, in the House of Representatives. When the hearings in the House of Representatives go, goes forth and they start calling in witnesses, and those witnesses are going to say bad things about Trump, and it's going to be all over the TV. And you can, so you can watch it and hear people say those sort of things. There is a danger that Trump's going to fall, you know, his numbers are going to start to fall down. As his numbers start to fall down, this is going to encourage some Republicans to say, maybe we got to get in here, that Trump is really going to be a loser, not a winner. And uh, once once people start thinking that the, you know, the sitting president cannot win re- re-election, people are going to come out of the woodwork to try to take it away from him.
0: Well, and uh, anybody who thinks that's not possible, I mean, he's still got, I think it's about a 90% approval rating among hardcore Republicans. Uh, but those numbers can erode pretty quickly. I mean, you know, George Bush Sr. is in pretty easy territory one year before that election. Then the economy started to tank, and then lo and right. behold, he, uh, well, he ended up not winning the election. Bill Clinton beat him in that election. So this this is an interesting dynamic, and some interesting things happen. We're already turning. We're talking about a possible downturn in the economy. Right. Uh, we haven't even talked about some of the other things that are going on in the Southern District of New York there, and some right. of the charges against the Trump Foundation and the exactly. Trump family. Uh, you don't want bad press when you're running for re-election, do you?
1: No, you don't want any of that stuff. So we don't know what else is going to surface. I mean, we're absolutely convinced there's a lot of stuff that he's hiding. Can can that come out and? And of course, if you get, once again, if you get you know some of the people who were with Trump, like McGann, his former attorney, his other, one of his former attorneys, if he comes out like the previous former attorney, uh, and he's he's in front of the uh, you know the House committee, uh, they he can't be attacked by the Republicans because this is a guy like like the previous attorney was, who was clearly a felon, had lied to Congress before. The guy McGann, of course, the, who had thirty hours of time with the Mueller, uh, we you know he, if he repeats that testimony the, to the in open in open um, hearings, as he did to Mueller, then you know that, that's gonna that could be very devastating. And I I would say the model here is 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 um, what happened to Nixon and the here, and uh, in the Watergate. Nixon really, uh, his epi- the opinion of people uh, by, on Nixon went down once they started to hear the hearings. When you started to hear people who were close, you know, were in the Republican Party, who, had it, who did bad things for Nixon, when they started saying it publicly and it was in television and radio and it was on, you know, they could see it and they could hear these people who worked for Nixon saying these things, that's when Nixon, Nixon's stock went just right down. So that's, that's the dangers. The hearings are, are really the most dangerous thing for, um, for Trump right now, and we'll see how they play out this year.
0: Exactly. Henry, thanks as always. Great talking with you again today. Okay, very good, Bill. Have a great day. You too. Henry Jason. of course, uh, political science professor uh, specializing in U.S. politics, and it's uh, getting pretty hot down there. The Bill
1: Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.